everybody this is steve this is trevor and this is tom we're all from the dueling monkeys podcast we're just telling you that we use the anchor app and how much we enjoy it yes it's very very helpful and has brought us all together much better than friends and we've bought less horror <laughs> horror enjoy the podcast <laughs> Okay, hey, welcome to Dueling Monkeys. I'm here with your host, Steve. I'm a co-host, Tom, and Trevor is out doing uh, sleeping. Monkey business. He's out doing monkey business. He doesn't want to be a part of our group today. No, we filled him too much with tranquilizers. (laughs) Flinging too much poop around. Yeah, but we have a, uh, he's going to send us his list. And we're going to add it on to either the beginning or the end. That's up to Steve's dis- discretion. And that'll give you his last five of his list. So yeah, if it sounds a little weird, that's why. Because Trevor will be by himself and only well, we got me and Tom. So this is our part two of our first ever podcast that took more than one episode to do. Uh, we hope you are enjoying it listening back to the first episode i was chuckling in a lot of it and thought it did thought it was pretty good so hopefully you find out a little more about what we like and and such so hey everybody uh sorry i wasn't able to be part of the podcast this week but i still wanted to share my top five favorite albums um i'll start off by Recapping my 6 through 10 albums from last week. So starting with number 10, Fashionably Late by Falling in Reverse. Number 9, In Love and Death by The Used. Number 8, The Resistance by Crown the Empire. Number 7, Sub Eternal by Bring Me the Horizon. And number 6, The Drug in Me is You by Falling in Reverse. So my number 5... Uh, favorite album was given to me in the fifth grade by a buddy of mine. It was a burnt copy of Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park. So this was the first time that I was ever introduced to Linkin Park. And when I first listened to it, I just fell in love with Linkin Park. I listened to that album on repeat for, for a long time. And so I, I became a huge fan after that. Um, I've listened to all their albums. I love all their albums, Linkin Park. Uh, and so when uh, their lead singer, Chester, died, it, uh, it hit me pretty hard. Uh, he's, he's a legend, and he's definitely someone that's, you know, never going to be forgotten, someone that will probably never be able to be replaced. But yeah, so that that is my number five favorite album. Uh, number four uh, is Toxicity by System of the Down. Uh, this album was introduced to me by my brother uh, when I was in junior high. 
my mom was not a big fan and she actually told him not to give it to me but he did anyway uh which i'm grateful for because now i'm a huge fan but after he gave me that cd i uh, listened to it every day on the bus going to and from school uh and that was the first first album that i had heard from system of a down and you know after that i fell in love with them as well uh great band uh love all their albums <clears throat> so yeah number that's my number four uh number three is the uh self-titled album by the used uh that is their their first full-length album and me personally i i feel like that's their their best album um it's sad to say that after their first two or three albums they haven't really been the same but i still love their their early albums their early music um yeah the the self-titled album is definitely my my favorite of theirs uh yeah, so not much to say more about that. Um, my number two favorite album is from my uh, favorite band of all time, uh, Silverstein. Uh, their album "Discovering the Water Waterfront." Um, definitely my my favorite album of theirs. Uh, don't don't get me wrong, I love all their albums, but that one definitely hit me the first time I heard it, um, probably, uh, the first Screamo album that I ever heard, and that's, they're probably the reason why I, I fell in love with, with Screamo music, um, but yeah, definitely my, my favorite album of theirs, and so my, uh, my number one favorite album is, the Silver Scream by Ice Nine Kills. And for those of you who know me and have listened to the podcast, know how much I love horror. And the Silver Scream album is all based off of horror movies, all the all the tracks on there. Um, some examples are The American Nightmare, which is based off of uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, Thank God It's Friday based off Friday the 13th. Um, the Jig is Up, based off of Saw. Uh, and also Enjoy Your Slay, which is based off of The Shining. And the cool thing about that uh, that track is it features Sam Kubrick, which is the uh, grandson to Stanley Kubrick, who directed The Shining. Um, and he... He is actually the uh, the guitarist and vocalist of the English metalcore band Shields. Um, I'm not super familiar with that band, but uh, he did a really great job with uh, Enjoy Your Slay on the Silver Scream album. Um, and my favorite song from that album uh, would have to be Stabbing in the Dark, which is based off of my all-time favorite horror movie, Halloween. Um, but yeah, I, I love this album. Uh, it's got a great, great mix of, 
you know, unclean vocals and clean vocals. I I love I Sign Kills. Uh, they've they've put out some some pretty good albums. Uh, they actually put out a sequel to this album, The Silver Scream Two: Welcome to Horrorwood, uh, in October of twenty one. And it's just like this one where they they based a lot of their songs off of horror movies. Uh, yeah, that's that's the main reason why I love love this album is just because the horror concept with it and i just you know as you all know i love horror so yeah that's that's my uh my top five and i thought i would share some of my uh honorable mentions as well um i can't remember where i left off from last week but uh uh let's see mesmerized by system of a down swan songs by hollywood undead Anima of the State by Blink-182, Hollow Bodies by Bless the Fall, We Don't Need to Whisper by Angels and Airwaves, Homesick by A Day to Remember, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink-182, The Eminem Show by Eminem, and of course, The Best Damn Thing by Avril Lavigne. So yeah, uh, those are my, my top albums. I feel like that they've definitely uh, shaped the you know the the music that I love today. Um, so hopefully you've all enjoyed enjoyed that and the other um, top ten of Steve and Tom's. So yeah, uh, hopefully I'll be able to be on the pa- podcast next week. Hopefully nothing conflicts with my schedule. So. Uh, Hopefully we'll be able to talk to you guys next week. Love you guys. Bye. Tom, I'll let you go first since you decided to leave us last time on In Flames and didn't didn't go into it. All right. So my last Year one six was... and then five and we'll just go on. Yeah. So my, my six before I was cut off was In Flames. And it's just because of the – I forgot the album – because uh, I got rid of my paper, um, but it was the one that said "Stay with me." It was because it was right. At, I list, first heard it when uh, my brother passed away, so it just hit hit home for me. Yeah. So it just it was just kind of nice, kind of reminded me of stuff we used to do, and just had that heartfelt, deep down crap. Yeah, it's a little more feeling behind it. Yeah. I mean, it. You know, every song means something different to Makes different little, people. A little set, a little sentimental. That's the word I was looking for. Yep, the, for sure. And which will go into my number five. Well, real um, quick, with within flames, I've heard a little bit about. I've heard some of their songs. I've gone back and listened to uh, stuff you and Trevor put on your list, and. I, what I what I like a lot about In Flames is their cover art. Yes. All their album covers are really cool. It's like if you want a cool tattoo idea, you go to their uh, cover art and you'll find mm-hmm. something cool on that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree on that one. The whole reason I got into In Flames actually was uh, I was visiting California and I was on, I think, Rodondo Beach. And they were just handing out um, 
demo discs and I actually got to listen to one of their first ones when they were trying to promote themselves about 20 years ago. Oh, I think I remember you telling me that story. Yeah, I got a couple couple different ones. You might have been the reason that I started listening to a couple songs anyway. Might be. Because I was going to say, I found them only like a handful of years ago, so that was probably... That's probably what I think that was probably you then. Might have been. Anyway, go ahead. So my number five is uh, Falling in Reverse, the album Coming Home. Yeah, it's really where I started with Falling in Reverse with the popular monster. Isn't that is that their newest album? That's their third newest. Uh, they seem to come out with music really fast. Yeah, the the writer Ronnie Radke, he he tends to write a lot, a lot of shit really fast. And most of his stuff has some pretty pretty deep meaning behind the lyrics. And once you once you get the feeling and you, sometimes you just can't stop. Mhm. I've heard yeah. some people will like seclude themselves in a dark room, be by themselves for you know whatever length of time just to clear their head to start getting ideas and some people are just on the whim, like, oh, this would be cool, and just start writing it down. And Yeah, I, I feel, uh, so I like him because he's got the range of the scream to the rap to the singing. Kind of a little growly. Well, so he, he does all three, and he has some really good vocals. Um, it, It's pretty crazy what he can do. Yeah, he's he's pretty impressive. I've never been big into big into him. Sometimes the mood doesn't strike me, and he just seems a little too whiny sometimes. But I could see that, and that that's kind of how I like um, look hear back some of his older stuff, and that's how I feel. But you know, everybody has their style. I can get into it sometimes, but it's not like oh, I feel like listening to this. I'm going to go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, well, at the moment, I'm I'm definitely getting into falling in reverse. Is that because of Trevor? No, it's because my uh, my other buddy. Um, it he's been going through a whole bunch of hard times, and he he finds a lot of solace in his the guy's lyrics. I was gonna say you have more you have more friends than me and Trevor. Uh, only two more. Yeah, you two are pretty much my only friends. It's not family, your friend. I have family, a lot of family, but you two, they're like, outside of work, you're my two friends. <laughs> yeah, well, usually when you start to become friends, like how we are, I become family. Yeah, I just consider that family don't end in blood. Yeah. I agree. I like that. I agree with it. So I'll go into my number five. Are you done? Yep, go for it. Okay, I'll go into my number five. So these guys, uh, and gal, because it's a girl singer, female lead. Uh, they just kind of stormed on the scene for me. I li- I listened to a podcast called uh, "State of the Scene." They at the end of every year they do their their top countdown of their favorite albums of the year, their favorite songs, um, the worst song, whatever. So they go- they go through this big list. And for their list for 2021, their best, their most favorite album 
was a spirit box called Eternal Blue. So it came out in 2021. And they they talked about spirit box a lot. Like I heard a few of their podcasts throughout that year. They talked about them a lot. It got to the point where like, this is getting annoying, like how much they're talking about this group. So I went and listened to it and I was blown away right out the start. This, this band knows how to bring it. Mm-hmm. And some of my, like, I like every song on there. Every song is really good. That So that's why it makes my top five. Mm-hmm. Every song is just, it's just awesome. So some of my favorites is like Secret Garden. That one is a little more on the, it, it has the heavy rock sound in the back of it, but it has kind of like a softer, softer feel to it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. And the singer, she sings clean vocals through the song. Um, then you get songs like Holy Roller, which is another favorite and Hurt You, where she'll do some clean and then some yelly angry lyrics she she tricked her voice tricked me so much i thought they had two vocalists Mm -hmm. like she i never would have thought that she was the the non-clean vocalist yeah that's uh i don't know if you heard of them uh arch enemy yeah i've heard them that's how i felt with them you you see i because because like the lady like, was singing, 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 and then then like the really deep, hard screaming vocalist. I thought there were two two singers, but there wasn't. Yeah, she she's got a good range too. I don't, but both of them do. I mm. started finding uh, the singer for Spirit Box, um, featured in more songs recently that have been coming out within like the last year, and they've all been really good. I mean, they're. You know, you guys looking for a band, that's a good band to get into, especially if you like a heavy sound and you can still get clean vocals with some of the songs. Definitely yeah. one to listen to. Yeah, I'll have to go check them out because other than today, when we were talking earlier, that I've never heard of them. Yeah, they're they're really good. I think you'll I think you'll get a kick out of them. Definitely. All right, you're number four. My my next one is also another Falling in Reverse. That's um, an upcoming album, from what I understand, from Neon Zombie called Zombified. Oh, you like that song? Yeah, because well, he was talking about how basically we're all just going going through the motions. We're we're not even functioning human beings anymore. And I, it really clicked, and it really, you can see it every single day. I mean, people driving, people just in the grocery store, everywhere. It's it really is just a bunch of zombie nation. That's true. That that's one reason why I was looking for something different to do, and that's why I was I was listening to podcasts and was like, I feel like I could do one of these. I feel like I'd I'd really enjoy it. So just kind of branching out and finding something different. Well, that's just because you like to talk. Well, a little bit. I don't really have the best <laughs> voice for it, but ah, whatever. I'm... <laughs> like Hear, that. Hearing back some of it, like oh, I'm not bad, but I'm still goofy sounding. 
Well, that's fine. We need a goofy one. I like that. I feel like I sound goofy, but that, we've talked about this before is that you always feel like you sound the weirdest in case you're actually hearing yourself and how it actually sounds. Yeah, you're your own worst critic. Basically, that's what I've come to find with art and other shit, too. That's uh, that song I heard from Trevor. I believe he shared it on Facebook one time. That's where I first heard it. It was the zombified. So Mm -hmm. they just released, I think they just really, yeah, they just released another song that was really kind of, it's kind of trippy, kind of weird. Yeah. The name of it, it came out, I don't even think a week ago. So I think the one you're thinking about is the Let the World Burn or Watch the World Burn. Yeah. The music video is really, (laughs) it's kind of cool, but really weird at the same time. Yeah, I have to go back and re rewatch it because I caught the ass end of it on somebody else's feed. No, yeah, it's the the lasers out of the eyes is what I was like. This is kind of a cool concept, and then as soon as he started shooting lasers out of his eyes, like those are really corny looking. Yeah, uh, the only thing I can think of is like him emulating uh, Superman when he goes dark. Yeah. But I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think of that. You know more DC than me, but yeah, yeah, that's. I didn't think of that. That yeah, gives you a new new spin on it. Yeah, I mean, it could be a whole bunch of different things. I mean, you the the dude's nuts. I mean, I have no idea what's going actually going on through his head. If it was just a creative thing that he chose, or if like he just kind of somebody directed it and that was their vision, not his. I'd say it's probably his. He's the he's like very seems like a very artistic mind. Very hands on. Yeah. Especially after his uh bouts in prison and stuff, so Yeah. He probably so, wants to get all of him out there as much as he can. Probably. It's still pretty crazy though. Yeah. So leading in into my number four, so this this album isn't even the oldest album I have on my list. It's older. People who are older than you know than I am are gonna laugh because it's from the year two thousand. So that's twenty three years ago. So to me, that's oh. an older album. It's a Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. Mm. So you're gonna laugh. I I take it. Between me and my brother, he he found it first in our family. So we used to watch. Uh, uh, we used to get this weird music video channel. I can't even remember what it was. It only was around for maybe like a year and a half, maybe two years tops. Mm-hmm. But they played like the most obscure bands you've never heard of, and that's how I found out about Breaking Benjamin. Their first song called Polyamorous. That's mm-hmm. how, this is the same place I found out about that one. Um, about Breaking Benjamin. My brother saw Linkin Park on there one night and he goes, hey, go listen to this song. He's like, I actually went out, he went out and bought the album. So he Mm. let me listen to it. And I was like, this is amazing. And I went and saw the music video and was like, this is awesome. So my my favorite song on it, just because it's the first one I heard was uh, One Step Closer. Yeah. So I take it as 
I and I helped introduce Lincoln Park into my high school. I'm not going to tell you where I went because now I'm going to start getting people I know that. No, you didn't. But I remember That's getting a- the album and taking it and listening to it constantly. And I'd get people like, "Hey, can I listen? Hear what? See what you're listening to?" And I'd let him like, "This is awesome." Then within like the next week, ha- he had the album, and he told his friends they all had the album. And then in so far, you know, it was like spreading the uh spreading COVID around but yeah but that thing like i let you know one or two people hear it and all of a sudden everybody in the school was jamming it i was like Mm -hmm. i started that i probably really didn't but i did and i'm gonna take credit because it makes me feel (laughs) good (laughs) yeah whatever as long as it's in your own world that that, that's perfectly fine steve yep we we can get you a teddy bear later thank you Now, to me, this is their best album. By far, it's their best album. They have other albums that I enjoy, but nothing is to me has come close to this. They came out with a bang, and I just wish they would have carried that bang further. But I, I don't know everybody's state of mind. You know, he got depression and crap, but. <clears throat> that whole thing and you know things change but with, with your mentality and stuff so well they they were still producing they were just about to come out with another album when uh i i've i just blanked Chester. on his name yeah committed suicide but that's really sad that uh, some of our greatest artistic minds of us growing up have killed themselves like comedy music Chris Farley, Chris Farley, Robin Williams. Yeah, there, there's been a lot. It's just it's some people can't handle fame. It's fame. It's the drugs. It's mental illnesses. It's a whole bunch yeah, of different things. yeah, a whole jumble of it. But and then you put under a microscope doesn't help. Everybody analyzes everything you do. Mm, nothing's ever good enough. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they had other good albums. My next favorite, which I'm sure a lot of people, I know a lot of people don't like it, was The Hunting Party. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a rock style album. Instead of it had like the, you know, like the rap metal kind of flair, it was more of just like a rock album. But it had like a different touch to it that I just really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's um, probably my second favorite, but. I know a lot of people don't like that one. One of my first concerts I went to, I don't know if it was Hybrid Theory or Meteora. It was the one that had the guy spray painting. Yeah, Meteora. So that was my first uh, concert I went, one of the first concerts I went to. Get this. When Linkin Park was first out, I wish I never said no. My brother... My older brother found concert tickets to go see Lincoln Park for $14. And I was like, I I can't remember what it was. I don't remember if it was I didn't have money or I didn't want to spend the money or I just didn't want to go because I had something else going on. But now yeah. it's like I really regret not going because that probably was an awesome show. Yeah, I, th- I think we went with P.O. They had P.O.D., them, and I can't remember their first band. 
But yeah, it was a it was a pretty good show. The lead singer jumped in the crowd, and my my buddy at the time was like, "Oh my god, I gotta touch his dreadlocks!" Oh, <laughs> like, oh, of pod. Yeah, and I'm like, "You better wash your damn hands." Yeah, but my uh, I have a cousin. He's in a band, and they opened up for pod up in an, a venue up in Idaho. And I think I'm pretty sure it was him. I could be wrong, but he said for a, a group that claims to be like a Christian rock group, you never seen anybody smoke so much pot in your life. <laughs> not shocking. Yeah. It's not, but it, it's, still, you know, it's just funny. Just the stereotype. Oh, you're Christian. You shouldn't be smoking weed kind of, you know. Yeah. No, I hear but you. It's still <laughs> funny. There, there's a lot of bands out there that are the supposedly Christian rock that I had no idea about. Oh yeah, there, there's quite a few. You hear, hear of Shadows Fall? Yeah, they're a Christian rock band. It's crazy. The you can't understand half their lyrics from all no. the growling they do, but the, yeah, the one that sh- shocked me the most and changed the meaning on all of their songs was Flyleaf. Are they really? Yep. They're considered Christian rock? I know. Uh, yeah, so every, like... Is that uh, old? All, all, old Flyleaf or modern? The old one. So, like, all, all Around Me was about... Is supposedly about God. So... That, that makes sense. That makes sense. But this brings up another thing. Uh, you heard of the band Seosin. Yeah. So their second singer, Cove, Cove Reber, or Cove Reber, I think it's Reber. He's actually a member of the LDS church. Mm-hmm. And I found that out and I started reading the lyrics. Like, these make so much sense. I was like, no wonder they sound so like uplifting and nice. And no matter how bad things are, they're going to get better. And not that it's, you know, LDS material it's just like christian material like belief Mm. in something you know a higher power kind of thing i was like that's so funny i never would have thought that but they're not considered christian rock but they're very christian based lyrics yeah so is a lot of memphis mayfire songs i haven't i ever heard of them i'll have to check them out you ever heard of memphis mayfire Uh uh-uh Challenger, that's my favorite album. The, all their albums are really good. Challenger has a weird, creepy lady on the front. Like, mm. looks like she's coming through the, like the wall, and she's got like this really black face and like this kind of sinister smile. Mm-hmm. That's an honorable mention for me. That's that's one of my favorite albums of theirs. Really good. Want to go on with your number three? Yeah, that my, mine's going to kind of go in left field. Um, so this one's because it's my wife and I's, uh, like, shit we met met with because we were in the EDM scene, but Cascada, every time we touch. Cascada? That sounds a little familiar. Yeah. I've probably browsed it seeing it. Like, probably but it, it's more you like of the, this you'll like this you like this band you'll like this one that's probably where i've seen it probably but i mean they're in the same like um 
space hunter, um, nostalgia, and that kind of like you want to get up and dance like club music. Yeah, it's it's very much club music. It's all that's, EDM. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> well, dance. Um, they used to be at a certain call time called trance. I remember that. I remember that. I remember hearing that before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh... yeah. So that's... you got more on it, I because I can I can go on on another band that's like club music that mm-hmm. that I found that I really like. <laughs> no, go for it. So. I don't know if you have heard of uh, Electric Cowboy. It used to be Eskimo Cowboy. Uh, I vaguely, vaguely sounds familiar. But, so they've recently just been coming out with like bombshell songs, just like really good, super catchy songs. They just barely released an album later last year. And uh, um, the, all these are on there. Like they're almost that whole album is just a bunch of singles. And the song called Spaceman mm-hmm. has a German, oh, I don't want to say it's like EDM, but it is kind of EDM. But his, his name is Finch. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people think it's like the Finch, the punk band from years ago. But his name is Finch, A-S-O-Z-I-A-L, something like that, Asocial. Mm-hmm he's super like club style music and he's his songs are uber catchy i'll send you one of his songs like my son loves them he loves that spaceman song he loves the song called hypa hypa he loves the song called we got the moves i mean it's catchy catchy stuff I, i know as soon as you said that last one i know who you're talking about yeah but still send me their stuff because I'm definitely uh, looking to expand. Um, have you heard of a Cell Dweller? I have. Yeah, that that's another good one I like. Haven't listened to much of them, but I've heard a, I've heard I know I've heard a couple of their songs. Another coworker we have like Cell Dweller a lot. Yeah, but the only problem is that that genre kind of like gets old after a while. Yeah, it's not a, you can just constantly listen to it. Some people can. Oh, yeah. I am not one of them. <laughs> not me. I like it. I really like it, but it's, I can listen. It's like a Breathe Carolina. They're more like the singer now is more like club style music. His songs mm-hmm. are really fun. They're really good to listen to, but it's like, you got to be in the mood for it. Too clubby for me. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Is I still like it. <laughs> it all de- all depends on the mood. Yeah. See, I feel like that's what my top five is. I don't care what mood I'm in. I could listen to any of it. Mm-hmm. So going into my number three is another older, an older album. It's Phoenix TX. The album is La Chusa. Um, it has a little kid dressed up like a superhero riding a bike on it. Nice. The only bad thing I don't like about the album on Spotify is it's edited. Mm. So you're listening to it and try to, you know, get into it. And all of a sudden, bad words edited out. And you're like, oh, my gosh. 
Why? I first saw them was with Bad Religion opened up, or Phoenix TX, then Bad Religion, and then Blink-182. It was the first time I saw Blink-182. Nice. And Travis, the drummer, had like, he broke his forearm or his hand or something. And the drummer for Phoenix, Phoenix TX stepped in and was the drummer for Blink for that show. But they put on a really good show. I liked it enough. I went home and started listening. I bought the album at the concert. And then I started listening to like, I really love them, but they, they just, they kind of broke up as a band and randomly released stuff. Mm. So they broke up as a band after that Lechuza album. It was like a year or two after that. And then they randomly came out with an album in 2016. And I was like, it's like 14 years later and you come out with a random album. It's like, you guys just wanted a few dollars, but they're, they're more, they're more the punk scene, like punk, punk, not like pop punk, but they're more punk scene. Yeah. Um, not well, quite it, punky, like no effects. Yeah. Well, if they're, if they're anything like bad religion, they're good. They're good. They're, that album's really good. I love it. But my favorite song is called a song for everyone. Phoebe Cates, uh, threesome. Yeah, you you can figure out what that one's about. But (laughs) songs are fun. They're energetic. They keep you in it. It's just a fun album to have. Yeah. Uh, You know what's funny is because, uh, speaking of all that, um, going to a punk show is completely different than any other. Like, it is more uplifting when it comes to the the mosh pit. Yeah, they draw the crowd in really well. Well, not only that, but, you know, with any other mosh pit, everyone just keeps going when somebody falls. With punk, everybody stops, picks the fuck the, the people up, and keeps going. <laughs> that, that was that was kind of a nice thing. It was more uplifting. I mean, even with Bad Religion, it was, it was pretty crazy. But um, I saw them with uh, Rise Against. Yeah. That was a really good concert. Maybe that... That could be a fun uh, podcast as concerts. Yeah. I think think about it, but yeah, they have a different energy. Punk ones definitely have a different energy. Mm-hmm. Like I saw uh, Dropkick Murphys. They were, re- they were really fun. I would like to go to see Dropkick Murphys or Flogging Molly. So I saw Dropkick Kick Murphys. I can't remember the name of the bad band that opened up. My wife wanted us to get some merch, and they only had like three people running the merch tent, and they only had one merch tent. Mm. And they were not the fastest people. We we were in line the whole set of the first band, so I didn't even get to see it. Like I could hear him, I just couldn't see him because I was around the wall, because it was at a uh, Rio Tinto Stadium. Yeah. I don't know if you've been there, but they have this big grassy area. They set up the stage that's right by the main road right there. And you go back down into where the field is, and that's where the line started. And we were in it for like 40 minutes. Damn. insane, but Dropkick Murphys was really fun. They were really good. And then Rancid was the headliner, and they they were really good too. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Rancid. They weren't Dropkick Murphys good, but they were good. Yeah, it's kind of sad when the the second and the third band are better than the headliner. 
I want so me I almost wonder I think I'm thinking that it was like a considered a co-headliner so I don't I don't know I'd have to look back into that but yeah Dropkick Murphys was worth seeing Rancid they put on a good show but they just you know how they sing they're not like very I don't want to say I don't know how to say the word like they don't give a fuck yeah they're not as enthused to to sing yeah they sing and they're good at it but it's not like they're like they're just no energy behind it there you go that's a better word but so basically they're burnt out yeah so i've also noticed that about concerts is depending where what part of the tour you catch them is how good they're going to be mhm anyway if we do a concert show we could go more into that but <coughs> yeah, well, head on your number 2 uh what's your what was your third sorry sorry <laughs> no, sorry never mind the punk duh my you mind went blank let's use a yep i'm dumb you're all right <laughs> <laughs> or i just i don't listen one of the two we have all those moments we have those all have those moments the senior moments mm-hmm. uh so mine is bullet for my valentines the poison uh tears don't fall yeah that that's a good album yeah, that's that was my introduction to Bullet for My Valentine, and that was another one of the ones that they were handing out on the pier. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they. I remember that album came out, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Such high energy with the album; it was good. Mm, and then certain certain one of the songs, you could lift you up and bring you down. Uh huh. They were good at it, especially. So you- for a hormonal teenager. <laughs> I think they came out when I was 21, 22. Mm-hmm. But have you heard their newest album? I have not. Came out like 20, 2020 or 2021. I'm trying to blank on it. But it, it's almost like that Memphis Mayfire I told you. It's got like this gray background, but it has like this little black square in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the name of the album. Go give that one a listen to. The first song you have to turn up really loud because it's really quiet at the start. But at the start of the song, they're playing uh, like snippets of all their biggest, like their biggest songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like two or two, maybe three seconds of each of the songs, and then it just hits super hard. So you have to be aware of that. So you got to hurry. You got to have your fingers on the volume. Yeah, or it blow blow your uh, daughter's eardrums out. Yeah, she'd probably be rocking out. <laughs> my my daughter has I was watching reels on Instagram and Slipknot one showed up and my daughter was watching it and she starts head banging. <laughs> <laughs> like, awesome. well, at least you're picking a good genre. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that that new album you 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 got to listen to that one. That one. Uh, I think that's their best one since their first one. Mm, I have to check it out. Super good. Anything more so, you want to say on it? No, I'm good. Uh, so apparently what I guessed last week was Steve's second. You did. I see stars, my number two. So that this is a band. This is... <laughs> They almost made my number one. They they were really close. 
But the album I have at number one, I've been rocking since the early 90s. And, uh, but Icy Stars is the only band that I have loved every album they have put out. Every album they put out, I have thoroughly enjoyed every album. My favorite one is Treehouse. That's what I put at number two. That came at out 2016. But their album Digital Renegade was good. Their album uh, I'm Drawing a Blank. The End of the World Party. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't know. I can't remember the name of the album. I'm drawing a blank. I hate yeah, when that your, happens. Your Brain turn Seat, senior moment. Yeah, the album right before uh, Treehouse has the song "Follow the Leader" on it. Mm. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, it's I'm not mad. I can't remember it. Yeah, maybe you'll think about it before we get off. Um, but I do got to say one thing about the IC Stars with the people that are listening to us. If you have a chance to see them live, do it. They are. They sound better in person than they do on their album, which is very rare for a band to do. Yeah, they usually sound like, prime example, Blink-182, they sound way different live than they do on an, on an album. Mm-hmm. They're still good, but their albums their albums just sound better. There's sounds in it that they can't put, make live, but... Yeah, well, most people, they have auto-tune. Yeah. And I like it. I get it. It's, it's a thing of the the music industry but yeah auto-tune does a lot of stuff maybe we need to start looking into auto-tune yeah fix me i can sound better and make it sound like i'm not so drunk (laughs) you just gotta we just gotta record a little sooner yeah my bad before i got in the the five o'clock whiskey down so their first album was 3d i didn't mention that one yet new demons was the one i'm thinking of Mm. so it's 3d is their first one that one's my least favorite but it's still really good Mm -hmm. end of the world party that one is super good digital renegade super good new demons is good uh their acoustic album phases is is really good i'm not big into acoustic album is really good and then there's new demons and then uh treehouse they were supposed to come out with a new album last year, but guess got postponed. Yeah, well, I mean, life happens. I mean, especially nowadays with COVID and all the other stuff going around. Oh, man, it's seven years since an album for them. It's crazy. This thing drops. It, it's got to be it. They're going to have to let it be amazing. I know the singer has done a side project where it's more... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say uh, what's the genre that uh, Borgor sings? Dubstep. It's not dubstepy, but it's like a, a level underneath that. I, I'd I'd say say like synth dubstep would be better. There you go. Description of it. So his the singer's other band is Shy Beast. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard, uh, heard them yet. I think his girlfriend's name is Cruella. That's her band. That's her group name. She does the same style of music. Oh, really? I actually like Cruella. 
Yeah, he, she's dating the singer for Icy Stars. I did not know that. I only know that because I follow him on so- social media. <laughs> you mean stock? Yeah. Yeah, but they got to post stuff to stock. <laughs> Fair enough. It's their own fault they got stabbed in the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready for your big one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to run really quick through some uh, honorable mentions that I have. Okay. Um, so going very, very, very old before I was even born ministry. Oh, wow. That's... Yeah. So, so <laughs> La- last sucker and with symphony are my two favorite albums from them. Okay. Um, another old one, mushroom head. I got one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Uh, <laughs> double X and, uh, Sorry. save, save your sorrow. Now they're uh, they're a good band. They're like they. I feel like they got. They came. I think they came out before Slipknot, but yeah. Slipknot came out with such a big bang that they kind of got overshadowed by them. Yeah, if if you have a chance, if people have chance to check out Mushroom, Man, they're pretty good, and they're definitely different. Yeah, and then I uh, gotta go. The the little clip you sent me went perfect along with this one was uh ramstein with their debut album oh uh, saint no yeah. that's not their debut no, album. I, I, th- I think their debut album is just ramstein yeah doesn't it have uh i think it's just like a, a brown gray with the symbol on it i don't think it was very like their detailed first album came out in like the 90s yeah and I think their first album was the one that has a pic, the portrait of all of them on it with like a flower, like sunflower field behind them. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure. And then I don't know if, if you've heard these guys, uh, Sabaton. Yeah, you've you've told me about them. I, I have to be in the mood for that one, personally. Yes, yes they do. They, they can be very easily over hurt like hurt hurt too much too fast yeah like they're good i understand why people like them but i'm like i kind of got to be in the mood for it yeah if you're in the mood for it it, it's good it and uh, if people are looking at it it's kind of in the same genre their same area as nightwish when they came out it's more of a rock opera yeah ropra (laughs) ropra um (laughs) And then Dragon Force, because through the fire and flames. That, yeah, that song, uh, the song you hate on Guitar Hero. Oh my God, it's fun to play though. Yeah. Um, and then some old school stuff. Uh, the greatest hits of AC/DC and Iron Maiden. Good choices. And then, so that'll bring me into my number one, which is Kill Switch Engage, as Daylight Dives for My Curse. Uh, that's with Howard is the singer, isn't it? The bald guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just saw their last concert and they had, so when they split the through the flames, I think is, uh, his new band, but so they came together and they actually played some of their old stuff as the old band, which was really cool. And, um, they did my curse and I don't know. Excuse me. 
It's all good. Um, no matter what, my curse, whenever I'm getting it, it's it's like it's my race song. If I'm driving, I got to speed. See, I would have thought you would have had a Treyu at first. I thought that would have been your first. Uh, a, a Treyu is very good. Um, that would probably be one of my honorable mentions that I forgot about. But it's just, I'm kind of, they, they'd be a little bit past my 10. Okay. Just because, just because that, I just I, outside I, the top 10. Yeah, I've listened to them so much that I'm just, I kind of want something new. I want a refresher. So my favorite Kill Switch Engage album is their very first one with their original singer and now their current singer. Mm-hmm. The album Alive or Just Breathing. My Last Serenade, that, that song, I rocked that song so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they played that one on the, the last uh, tour that they did, and it was it was good. Yeah, that that's my favorite by far. Mm. They have they have good stuff, but that one I can't get I can't get past that from them. And it's just like yeah, if I'm gonna listen to this one, I gotta listen to this song. Yeah, well, as soon as I get that album on, I listen to that song like two or three times, and then start the album. <laughs> gotta get your fix in. Yeah, I I love that song. It's so it's so good. Hmm. I agree. But yeah, good band. Not where I thought you were going, but yeah, that's that's a surprise for me. For you for about you, so No. No no, you're right. Atreyu is should have been one of my top five, but honestly I totally forgot. That's I haven't right. listened to them in a while. We could we could do another one in a year and this might all change. Oh, I can guarantee it, it'll all change. I don't think my top three will change, but I think the order might, but so, so I guess that's cue to go into mine. So I'll give you a couple honorable mentions. Um, one I really liked was No Effects, Seeing Double at the Triple Rock. Mm-hmm. I like that album quite a bit. Um, and that's actually one of their, in my opinion, one of their harder albums. Like, oh, like heavier. Yeah, like more a little heavier punk. I, yeah, a little bit more stick it to the man. I, I like I like that one. I, I don't know if you've heard of their song Pokey the Clown. That one's pretty funny. I like mm-hmm. that one. Um another honorable mention is one I, I mentioned to you before we started is a group <laughs> called Aviana. I just found them and literally like last last week. Um, the album I listened to is called Corporation. Came out last year. Uh, they're very similar to Spirit Box. I think a little mm-hmm. bit more, a little bit more angry, but sound really similar. That album was really good. I listened to it and I was like, "This hasn't been my favorite genre for a long time, but this this album will, might bring me right back into it." But yeah, Aviana. They're I don't know if I said they're from Europe. Um, then the next one. So these guys, I found them on social media. So on Instagram, they were just advertised. And I went and listened to it. And I really liked it. So I commented on the advertisement. 
and they started commenting back. Now, like I said, like it very well could have been like a, a manager or, you know, actual an actual uh, member of the band, but the band is called We're Wolves. So like we are wolves, but they put the, you know, together as we're. So yeah. it's like werewolves. Um, um... The, album is, the album is called Evil Things. Now this album, like I, I listened to, I've listened to it maybe four or five times now. It's really good. I've been trying to figure out who it is like, and the closest thing this album reminds me of is uh, Data Remembers album called "What Separates Me from You." So I don't know if you know that album of a Data Remember, but that album had a lot of songs that hit really hard, were really loud, and really throat punchers they just came yeah. and hit you they came and hit you but yeah we're wolves definitely check them out they're they're really good anybody that you know everybody that's listening check them out um you too, just Tom, do it you too trevor if you ever listen to our podcast so what are you talking about i listen to every single one of them well trevor i don't know don't lump me in with him well, that's why I said Trevor. If Trevor uh-huh. Was... uh-huh. So, my number one came out in 1994. Um, an album I have loved since the day I heard it. Green Day Dookie. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't expecting that one. I have loved that album since I can remember. And every time... I've wanted to go to a concert of theirs. It's just always just too much money. They came a handful of years ago with Blink-182, and I wanted to go to that, and I saw the price. I'm like, oh, man, I have to get a mortgage out of my house for that. Yeah. But that album, like, I like a lot of their albums. They're good, but this one, just every song. I love Longview. And how it bleeds. This, this is what impressed me the most. This is what caught me a lot in this album. What, what I thought at the time was really cool. Because a lot of bands do it now. But the song Longview. Which is track four. When it ends it kind of does like an instrumental thing. It bleeds into Welcome to Paradise. Which is song number five. And it just bleeds in there. And you're just like. Wait when did the song start and end? So you go back and let you on your CD player at the time you go back and then you have to rewind it a little bit and you watch and you're like, Oh, it changed. That's cool. The songs bled together. And it just starts a brand new song, but yeah, green day dookie. That's a masterpiece for me. I've rocked it since. I don't want to say 94. Cause I don't remember getting it when I was 10 years old. No, I think I got it when I was around 12 or 13. But since then, I've been rocking that album and have loved it every day since. Yeah. I got a random question before we leave. Uh, Do you remember what your first album was, period? Like that I bought, physically bought myself? Yes, that you had, that you went out and got yourself. With my own money? Uh, The first one I can remember, because I remember I used to at the time... When I wanted a CD, I always asked for it for Christmas or for my birthday. Mm. So my first album that I can remember buying 
would be corn. And it was the... Gosh dang it. The With the follow the leader? No. Um, I'm looking it up real quick because I'm drawing a blank on the name. Issues? Yeah, the one that had the multiple covers on it. That's funny. Remember... Yeah, issues. That was the one where uh, they released they they were doing a fan vote to see what was going to be the favorite the favorite album artwork for it. Uh huh. And I got the one that they look like they're like puppets in uh, straight jackets. Yeah, because they have the it... one where it's like chalk art on the ground and they're stick figures. There's one that kind of looks like the. There's like a ghost or something hidden in like a a shadow figure staring at a kid in bed and then the one with the doll. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I was just wondering. Uh, It's funny that you say that because my first album was Corn, Follow the Leader. See, I didn't buy that because my brother did. Mm. My brother had a job before me, so he was able to buy it. He's four years older than I am, so he... He had a job and he was buying his own stuff and he just let me listen to it. Nice. Now I I very well could have bought one prior. That's the first one I can remember. So I remember that one buying that one before I was of legal age, but since I looked so much older, they didn't card me. And then I my dumbass I remember those days. Um ex- I explained to my parents what the explicit content was on the warning label. Yeah. And they took the CD away. That's funny. I'm like, wow, I'm dumb. That's really funny. Yeah, so for me to get around that, I took my... So I remember when the album came out, I saw the music video for Falling Away From Me. Yeah. That was their first one on it. And I was like, that song was amazing. So I asked my brother one day, I was like, can you... That's when uh, Fred Meyer was still around here in Utah. I was like, that was the first place to open that sold music. Mm. I was like, I need you to take me here. I need to get that album. He's like, in the morning? And I said, please, I need to get this album. And he's like, okay. So I remember him driving me over there. I gave him my money, and he walked up to the counter and bought it. And then we walked off. So that's how I got it without, you know. Without an ID. <laughs> That's mine. Nice. So. Well, I think on that note, you, we want to close it out. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, maybe we'll do another one of these and see what it changes, you know, from a year from now or, you know, by the end of the year. Yeah, that'll be a good one. See kind of how we've all developed. Yeah. Find, you know, find a new little see if we found new bands or older bands that we are new to us. So mm-hmm. if you like it, you know, give them all a shot. They're all really good. We don't know Trevor's yet. He hasn't sent a recording. So he very well could just get on there and go, Bleh, or horror, the horror. Time. horror the la- for 20 minutes. The lower, um, the, the lazy monkey. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you everybody. Keep listening yeah. and find us on yeah. Facebook and Twitter. We're on that too. Remember, we love you. Love you.